right, you know, in this service, there will be illumination. The eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. Everyone will come to much comprehension of understanding who the Father is and what he has done for us. I will say there is no confusion here in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus, then we pray. All right. What every believer must know, what must you know as believer, as a believer? This is a follow-up message. What must you know? Philemon 1 verse 6. It's been a while I used this scripture. I used this scripture last, I think, in August. <laughs> it's confirmed. Uh, it's Philemon 1 verse 6. Alright. It says, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you here, in Christ Jesus. And the word acknowledge is from the Greek word epignosis. The word acknowledge is from the Greek word epignosis. Acknowledge is from the Greek word epignosis. It means an accurate and precise understanding of fact. You should know that by now. An accurate and precise understanding of facts, events, times, and persons. An accurate and precise understanding of facts, events, times, and person. That's the word epignosis. 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 That the word acknowledge is from the Greek word epignosis. It means an accurate and precise. Just like saying Belum is black. <laughs> That's precise. That's an epignosis. Accurate and precise understanding of facts, persons, events, times. So, a believer must have this knowledge. You must be so accurate, just like the way we can be accurate and say, Pelumi is black. That is how you must be so accurate in understanding God's word. Are you getting this? So, so that you don't get toast. You know, you cannot look at Pelumina and say, Pelum is orange. <laughs> it can never be orange is the new black one. <laughs> but you will look at that and say, Pelum is black. <laughs> so, that same way you look at someone and say, this person is black. You know, you cannot confuse how if you put a white and a Pelum in black, it will look like more than opposite. So, <laughs> So, the, that same way, you look at the persons and you say, this one is white, this one is black. That is epignosis. Now, imagine you have that knowledge of the scripture. <laughs> I'm sure, scan through yourself. Now, let's do one minute. Do one second thing. Scan through all the knowledge you have in the scripture. Just scan through, scan through, scan through. Scan, 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 scan. Just flip all the pages on the screen. And see the ones that somebody can see toes you, toe and fro. Check, check, check. Do yourself. Do yourself a good. Can, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you believe your salvation is internal? Can you prove it? By, can you prove it by saying, just the same way you look at Belumi and say, Belumi is black. They say, prove it. You say, ah, see the hand. See the leg. See the face. That's black. You know, you have to be so sure in your understanding. 
So when you meet somebody, you are going with confidence. Now. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> so the believer must have this knowledge. And what is the knowledge? That is every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. So the knowledge that is the knowledge you must acknowledge. <laughs> the knowledge you must acknowledge. Ha! <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> you cannot try me in this English again. <laughs> the knowledge you must acknowledge must be every good thing in you in Christ. What are the good things in you in Christ Jesus? What is it? Do you even know? <laughs> some of you have been born again for some years now. Do you even know the good thing that God has done for you in Christ? That's what we want to find out. So the believer is identified with Christ. You are identified with Christ. So to know what you as a believer have, you will look into Christ. You will look at it closely. You will not just glance through. You know you can just glance through and say, Belum is black. But if you cut Belum is out, you can still see black. <laughs> it can be black inside out. <laughs> so Belum cannot be our perfect example. Because we can't see the full epignosis of what she is. So we have to look at Belum in Christ to check. <laughs> who she really is. So the believer is identified with Christ. So to know what he has, he looks into Christ. So to know what you have, what will you do? You will look at Christ to know what you have. And that is not a mere, you, you don't just glance through it. You don't say, this is what I am. You don't, you don't just flip through the page and say, this, this is Christ. No. It's not even a casual look. You know those casual look, those I hire you. No. You look closely. Look at James 1, verse 22 to 25. Philemon in the James. James 1. James 1, verse 22 to 25. James 1, verse 22 to 25. James 1, verse 22 to 25. Look at it. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers, only deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Look at verse 24. For behold him, for, he, for he beholdeth himself, and goeth straight away, and forgeteth, <laughs> I like in this, and forgeteth <laughs> what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continue daring, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man is blessed indeed. You know when you are going out, you look at the mirror, you check yourself, and you appease yourself that you are good to go out. <laughs> Joy is laughing. You are set. Yes, you are set. You check. You check all looks and crannies. You check your neck, check your eyes, check everything. 
How many of you, when you finish bathing, you still check yourself to see if there's soap? If you, if they give you less soap, there's anywhere in your body. How many of you do it? You check, right? <laughs> Don't even lie. <laughs> so, now, watch carefully. Look at what it says. It says, but he built himself. Look at verse 24. And go straight. If any be, look at verse 24. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, is like a man building himself. Look at it. Building his natural face in a glass. For he built himself and go straight away. It's just like saying, you see something wrong in yourself. When you check the mirror, you see that you did not you align your makeup well. Or maybe the contour. It did not blend it well. You just say, I'm going. You don't look at that. You just look at the mirror and say, It's good this way. I'm going. You know, that is that means you did not act on what you saw on your face. That is like the believer. We are like, it's just like now. As we are in this class now studying, you are looking at yourself in the mirror. What? The proof of your spiritual growth is what you do after you leave this class. You know, all of us are enjoying the world now. <laughs> but when you get out of this door and somebody now slap you and you react, that is when we know that you did not listen to why the anger went. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's just like saying, We taught you prayer. You learned to say, ah! I mean, wait, <laughs> how many of you this thing happened to you? When, when maybe you learned a series of prayer, you watch prayer and say, how we pray. You even told yourself 20 hours tonight we die. <laughs> you do die, we die. How many of you did that thing? You know you did that thing. <laughs> I remember when I was growing up. Remember when I was growing up. I would go and watch messages and listen to read books or prayer. I'll see how people prayed days. I'll say, tonight is my night. Lord, I will pray. <laughs> I will not say, <laughs> I will not say, let me quickly sleep small so I can pray all the night. <laughs> That's when some devilish wind will blow. <laughs> you know, the next thing you just hear in my, in my house is my mother's voice. Baba, you look at Jesus. Father in Jesus' name. Like, oh, my life was finished. So cool. <laughs> I had to learn that. This thing start gradually. To build a consistent prayer life, you have to start with 30 minutes, one hour. You start going gradually, gradually, gradually. It's when they now taught me, I said, but uh, my, my manifestation has to lead to more confusion. <laughs> because you are, how will people say they are praying 20 hours and me, I cannot pray it. How do I do it? But, well, we thank God for now. But now, listen. It's like a man who looks at himself in a mirror. And behold, he goes straight away. I'm not sure some of you will look at yourself in the mirror. And see that there is still soap on your face. As at the time you are dressing up, you did not notice. You dress up, you just say, let me go and check the mirror. You see soap on your ear and everything. And you go out that way. You can't. Now, all of us now in this class, as you are even listening to me, you are looking at the world in the mirror. What happens after 
is what you do with the world. For instance, let's use why the anger. <laughs> you know, if you listen to why the anger, as you are in that, as you are, as you are listening to it, you're wondering, I can never in my life be angry again. Never. Nobody can make me angry. <laughs> you know, it will be sweeter to say when you are listening to it alone. But do you know? You can be listening to that message and be saying nobody can make me angry, and you just drive past somebody. Ah, oh, rubbish! You know, you just you did not hurt. On the word. Now, watch carefully. As a believer, you must be a doer of the word. You must be a doer. You must continue to look at the mirror. Continuing to look at the mirror means you continue to feast on the word. You continue to look at the mirror. This mirror isn't the law of Moses. Moses' law is law of sin and death. Hope you know. Look, let's see it in Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 1 to 2. Moses' law was the law of sin and death. So you are not looking at the law of Moses now. Look at Romans 8, verse 1 to 2. It says, There is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life is in Christ Jesus, which has made me, Romans 8. Ah, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ. You know, we are recording. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, we are not looking at the law of Moses. We are looking at Christ. The law of Moses has never and we never have the law of liberty. Our only mirror is the new covenant in Christ. That's the one that has life. Look at Romans 8 verse 1 to 2 again. It has life. Romans 8 verse 1 to 2. For the law of the spirit of... Let's start from verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That is why I will forever love that song Pelumi gave us. There is no condemnation. It's from this verse. Oh, shit. That song, we'll sing it in there. There's no condemnation for them which are in Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at Romans 3, verse 27. Romans 3, 27. Romans 3, 27. If you even say 10 times, I will ask you what test did you say? Romans 3, 27. Romans 3, 27. Romans 3, 27. Tony will still ask you, what did I say? <laughs> Look at it. It says, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? But by the law of faith. So, the law of the spirit of life has faith in it. It has faith in it. Don't forget, this mirror we are looking at is which mirror? The mirror of Christ. That was why Paul prayed for us in Ephesians 1. Let's go to Ephesians 1. Our normal hour. 
our most used prayer point. <laughs> Romans, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, oh, Ephesians 1, verse 16. Ephesians 1, verse 16. Ephesians 1, verse 16, oh. <laughs> Six not to give thanks for you. Ephesians 1, 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Look at Paul's prayer. Then it will make it will make sense to you now. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul can write though. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Ayah. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Paul prayed for believers in Ephesus for his kind of knowledge. Knowledge of him. Look at in verse 17. He said, he may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The knowledge is fact specific. That knowledge is fact, fact specific. Fact specific. So, what is the knowledge of him? You will know accurately and precisely what God did in Christ Jesus. Three days and three nights. I said it. Ephesians 1. I said I said it. I said it. <laughs> so that knowledge is fact specific. You will know accurately and precisely what God did in Christ Jesus three days and three nights. You will know what is available, the power that is available towards the believer. You will know this fact. You will know the fact that Christ was made to sit above and far above. You will know the fact of the glory of the inheritance in the saints. Look at it. Let's look at the prayer. Look at the prayer. Let's see the fact of the knowledge he wants us to know. That Paul is praying that our eyes is open to know. Let's start again. Ephesians 1 verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him. Fact specific. What, what is the knowledge he wants you to come to know? That your eyes of understanding is enlightened. That you would know what? Don't forget it's to know something. You would know what? Number one, the hope of his calling. <laughs> and what's the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints? That is the riches of the glory of you. With the saints, you, the inheritance, what you have inherited. As believers, you will know it. You will now know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Towards odds who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, <laughs> which he wrote. So, how did that happen? How do we look at this thing? It's like we don't always finish this, this scripture. How did this thing come to be, which he wrote in Christ Jesus? <laughs> when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, far above principalities and power. 
Ah. So you as a believer, you will learn to see yourself far above principalities and power, dominion, and in every name that is named. Not only in this world, but it's in the world which is come. And he has put all things higher under his feet and gave him to be the head of our things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So all things done to Christ, we are giving to the body. All things done to Christ, we are giving to the body. All things done to Christ, we are giving to the body. All things done to the bride. All things done to Christ, we are giving to the body. So thus, by identification, we have them. That is why in the second verse, in the second chapter, don't forget this is a follow-up. What every believer must know, you must know this fact. You must know the fact that Christ rose again the third day. And we are seated far above. He is seated far above principalities and power. That's where you are seated. And he gave all things to Christ. And all things were given to the body, the church. Look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verse 5 to 6. Hiya, I like this place. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, even when we were dead in sins, it quickened us. How many of you remember quickened for forgiveness of sin? It made us alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these are some shouting verses. Makaki is called it shouting verses. That when you hear these verses, you don't want to, you don't want to be calm again. <laughs> it may, it, even when we were dead in sins, it quickened us together with Christ. <laughs> oh, we glory, glory. In that sense, and he had raised us up. He didn't just leave us there. He didn't just make us alive. Christ, ah, you know, Christ is a, you know, this thing where we used to say perfectionist. Somebody's a perfectionist. Christ is a perfectionist. He did not just make us alive and leave us there. He, <laughs> he raised us up together. Glory, glory, glory. And he now made us sit together with him. So where are you? Yeah, with him. Somebody will now say, I'm going, ah, yeah, yes, I am. I'm going, ah, yeah, today. I'm going above the shadows. Hey! Into the presence of God. Who is dancing? It seems like you are used to the song, Dance of Jesus. I'm going higher today. Ah, I'm going higher. I'm going higher. Yes, I am. And it's as though people would not be saying, people would not be saying, you know, when you are singing the song, you leave your seat because you have to take a step of faith. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why you be jumping? <laughs> no, 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 no. He says he has raised us up. To be together <laughs> with him. 
and he made us to sit with him. So where you are is where he is. Glory to God. So where you are is where he is. That's why I like that song. Where I am is where you are. Glory to God. Where you are is where he is. Get used to it, though. <laughs> Get used to this reality. You are not coming out of that place. So there is no. Eh, eh, there is something that makes me. <laughs> that thing that made you come <laughs> was salvation. <laughs> and you received it on the first day you got born again. So there will be nothing else after that day that will make you come back there. <laughs> Because you have always been there. Glory to God. So there is nothing like, there is something that makes me. I mean, if people have not sung that song, if people have not sung that song, it's like praise and worship has not been complete. Even when it's time. from sins into life. Glory. So you are no more a sinner. Say I'm no more a sinner. Say I'm no more a sinner. He raised us off from sin into life. So, the life you have is life eternal. <laughs> you can never be a sinner again in your life. <laughs> what a good news. You can never be a sinner In your history, it can never be said that you will still be a sinner. That's my generation. <laughs> I don't get what they are saying. Even in the next 30 years, in the next 50 years, you can ne- in, your, in your lifetime, you can never be called a sinner. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think you got that, man. I'm, I'll say it again. I'll say it, I'll say it again. You can never be called a sinner. I can never be called a sinner. If God dies and you are still alive till 120 years, you cannot be called a sinner again for the rest of your life. I can never look at you. No one can look at you and say you are a sinner. No, I don't even. Even God cannot look at you and say you are not a sinner. Even the devil cannot look at you and call you a sinner. Because what you have on your inside is life. You don't have death anymore. So you don't pronounce death. All you speak is life. Your words are life. That's why you can look at anybody and say be healed because you pronounce life. What and meat? It's just like saying, it's just like saying, you know, when you go to the toilet and you stay there for too long, you know, you start smelling the toilet. But all that is in you is life. So when people come around you, they smell life. Okay, let me, let me give you an instance. You know, as believers, if you get somewhere, 
you just start feeling burdened. Maybe a place where there is too much unrighteousness, too yeah. much unholiness. Yeah. You just, you just start feeling. Yeah. Oh, you just start feeling. You just start feeling. It's as though you are catching body to pray already. It's as though you are not feeling. You are feeling uncomfortable. Now, imagine you are so conscious of the life you carry. When an unbeliever come around you, they start feeling. <laughs> That's why it's as though when you get born again, it's as though you lose friends. They can't catch it. That is why it's as though when they, they get angry, it was your own self, your own is too much. They can't catch it. I'm born again. I'm born again! <laughs> so, let me tell you what happened. It is not a process. There is no step one, step two. There's no keys. Seven keys to your righteousness. Seven keys to receive your holiness. Seven keys to be seated with Christ. <laughs> it is an instant process. That very day you said yes to the gospel. You were justified. You were sanctified. You were holy. You were made righteous. You were seated with him. You, you were raised to life. Let's go! That day you jumped all the steps. You passed through from the holies of holies. You appeared with him. You were justified. You were made righteous. You were holy. You were sanctified. You were quickened. You were forgiven. You were, you were redeemed. You were possessed by his blood. You were made holy. You were given the gifts of the Holy Ghost. You had the Holy Ghost. You had the Spirit of God within you. Ha! That very day. That very seconds. Glory, 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 glory. Do you know what happened when you got born again? That very much. See, see, I'm. I started thinking of things this way. When somebody says yes to the gospel, in my head, I just start thinking. So this very okay. So I preached to somebody this this past week, and the person said, ah, "I never knew that the gospel is about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus." And I said, "Now you know." And I said, "So you mean the person that told me all the bad things she has done?" I said, "You don't need to tell me." I said, "You should not have typed that. I don't need to hear that one." <laughs> I said, "All that matter is that as you believe the gospel now, Christ has forgiven all your sins." Say, "Wow!" So all my all the things that I've done before, I said, "He has, has even cleared." I said, "Even the words you will still do, which we will not do, <laughs> it has cleared up." <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> you know, in my head, I just started thinking. So now this person believe what I'm saying now. This person became righteous. This person became sanctified. This person justified. This person righteous. This person became portions with the blood. This person was quickened. This person sees what he raised the talent. This person ah ah ah. This person was seated. You know how many things happen between. See, if God can open our eyes to see the the things that happen to a believer that microseconds that he said yes to the gospel, you will begin to preach more. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. It's not in stages. You know, the dead is not read in stages. The dead does not come from, it does not graduate from sleeping. <laughs> Look at something. You know, somebody that is dead does not graduate from dead to sleeping. Then from sleeping to inner consciousness. From inner consciousness to say, I just dozed. <laughs> you know, the dead does not chant. It does not, it does not go to that state. Once the dead wake up, his wake is up. When he die, he die. It's an Easter process. So guess what happened to you? 
The Bible says you were once in trespasses and sins. You walk according to the cost of these words, Ephesians 2. It says, you had your conversations in the lust of this world. It says you were dead, a dead man. But guess what happened? That very moment you said yes to the gospel. You came back up. You, that's why it says you were quickened. They didn't see the best English to use. They quick, just quickened. Instead, they should have said you were roasted up. That's what happened. You woke up. Oh. So your life started counting the very day you got born again. You did have a life before you got born again. Your life began to have meaning the day you got born again. Now I was talking to someone, I said, and I was stressing the day I got born again. I said, it was one bad thing that I did do, that somebody that came to preach to me. And I now said, oh yes. Then I now started ministry. That's the life, that's the time my life started counting. Think about it. Think about it. I'm not saying remember all the bad things you saw. I'm just saying, think about the day you got born again, when you got serious with the gospel. Did you notice from that very point, it's as though everything changed. How many of you? How many of you? It's as though your, your head became correct. It's as though you now look at what you did in the past and me, I did that. No. You like, no, you you want to deny the, the fact that you did it. You can deny it. You can. Do you know why? A dead man doesn't have a life. I don't even get what I'm saying. You can't deny. It's always a, that's me. It's a, me. Ooh. It's not me. I did not know. It was, I was dead. I did not know. I'm living now. I cannot do it. That was why Paul said, I bear the blood of no one in my hands. Paul, you supervise the death of Stevie. You are not saying <laughs> the blood of no one is. You know, it's weird that I have the fact that can go and say, Guy, what of Stevie? What of the, the Jews, the people you persecuted? But you know those people we was talking to, we were wondering, ah. if, if they have this history where they were wondering, ah, Abi is not Paul. <laughs> Abi is his son or Paul? No? <laughs> Who is talking? <laughs> Don't let anybody deceive you. Saul is his Jewish name or Paul is his Roman name. It's not a change of name, all of those things. Don't let anybody deceive you. Anyway, so you can deny it. So what's that you, ah. 25 years ago, you were just somewhere. I caught you somewhere because it, me? <laughs> it's my ghost you saw. Look at the entity. I was a dead man then. But now, glory, 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 glory. <laughs> now, that is not my reality. Glory to God. So we stepped out from death into life. And just like Christ, we are where he is. Just like Christ, we are where he is. So we cannot be singing, I'm going, yeah, yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, yeah, today. Into the presence of God. <laughs> into the presence of Jesus. I'm going, yeah, yeah, today. No, you cannot see that. We can't sing that. In Christ, the devil is down. <laughs> the believer is seated above. <laughs> you are seated above. You are seated above. You are seated above. You are seated above. <laughs> Let's look at the scripture again so that it will dawn on you. I want it to dawn on you. Look at it. 
Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Oh. <laughs> Brethren and sisters. <laughs> Brethren. <laughs> Ephesians 1 20. <laughs> Ephesians 1 20. Ephesians 1 verse 20. Can we read now? <laughs> All right. It says, Wish you wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now, I want you to picture yourself. Picture yourself in the light of this. When he raised him from the dead and set him far in his own right hand in the heavenly places. Look at verse 21. Far above all principalities and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. He now put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the body, which is the body, the end that follows on in love. Look at verse, look at chapter 2. Let's start from verse 5. When we were dead in sin, Ephesians 2, 5, when we were dead in sins, he had quickened us together with Christ. By grace we are saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He made us sit together. So where I am is where he is. Christ is seated, I'm seated. I don't, I'm not struggling. Say, tell your neighbor, I'm not struggling. I'm not struggling. I'm not struggling. You are in a place of power. You are in a place of authority. You are in a place of position. The right hand of God means the position. It doesn't mean Otumba in Yoruba. It doesn't mean Otumba. No, no, no. It, it, it means regency of power. When I say somebody is my right hand, our man, I mean somebody is in, a, is in a place of position. So you are in a place of power. That's why you can boldly look at somebody and say, devil, get out. You can't pocket. You know, the things of the spirit become sweeter to manifest knowing this. <laughs> you devil, get out. I tell you a story. Good. Can Gloria Copeland sits down to you to say, in the name of Jesus, you devils in this place, get out, be healed in the name of Jesus. Tell me what's going on over there. She just she's just sitting down. That's somebody. That, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's somebody who knows who she is. You know some people. <laughs> it's a spiritual problem. <laughs> Suppose there is a spiritual problem. <laughs> I remember one play. They were casting out demons somewhere. They were doing deliverance for somebody one time. <laughs> it's deliverance. What they call deliverance. <laughs> they were doing it for somebody one time. I like that. <laughs> Come out. <laughs> no, they were doing deliverance for somebody one time. They not told me. They not told me. They said, shift, shift. So I just bring that time. I said, who are you? <laughs> I said, I'm going. They said, leave there. I said, I'm not leaving. <laughs> no spirit is entering here. All that is permitted here is the spirit of God. Go away to God. Everybody deceive me and say, everybody deceive me and say, this spirit will enter you. Where? How? The Bible says we are sealed. Ha. You are sealed. You are sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. Ephesians 4, verse 32. You are sealed. That is, the spirit of God cannot jump out. <laughs> You don't get it. You, I don't think you get this thing. The Bible says you are sealed with the Holy Ghost. So even if God wants to jump out and say, I'm tired of you, <laughs> he's boxed up. <laughs> he 
God look at you and say, I'm tired. They they padlocked God. <laughs> they padlocked the Holy Ghost inside you. It's not possible. It's not going anywhere. Both of you cannot go anywhere. So as God is going, you two are going. It's like forever joined together. Are you getting it? No one can take God out of you. No one. That is the marriage. That's, that's the meaning of marriage. So when Adam or when Moses was teaching them marriage that they shall be joined together with one flesh, he was teaching us the resurrection. What will happen in the resurrection? He was using man and woman to explain the resurrection. That upon the resurrection, Jesus will be joined. If you see 1 Corinthians 6, 17, we are joined, we are one spirit with the Lord. That's it. That was why in Ephesians 5, Paul gave us, he says, now this is the mystery of what Moses was saying. That's the marriage. We are tied. We are in union. Inseparable spirits. God cannot leave you. Say that. God cannot leave you. He can't. He can't. He can't. That's why he told them in the four Gospels in Matthew 28, and lo, I am with you. Always, even to the end of the world. Say that confident. Say he's with me. With Always. Always. And even to the end of the world. You know, that was an assurance. He told them, go and preach the Gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. He now told them, I am with you always. And even to the end of the world. <laughs> Always. Even, even when the world ends, it's still there. That's why I like that song. Even when I don't see him, you walking. He never stop. He never stop walking. So you are sleeping, he's still there. He's still walking. You are sleeping, the spirit is still alive. The spirit does not sleep. He's still walking, he's still doing his work. Hiya. Go away, go away, go away. So a believer cannot afford an identity crisis. <laughs> he must be well grounded in knowledge. A believer must be well grounded in knowledge. The right knowledge. He must. You must be well grounded in knowledge. The right knowledge. That was why in Matthew 16 verse 17. Matthew 16 verse 17. Matthew 16 verse 17. Matthew 16 17. Jesus answered and said to them, Matthew 16 17. <laughs> Matthew 16 verse 17. Jesus answered and said to them, Blessed art thou, O Simon, Bajuna, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He answers verse 18. Flesh, wait, before, before I go there. Look at, the, look at what it says. Flesh and blood has not revealed this. Flesh and blood there refers to human evidence. The five senses. You could not have known Jesus by observation, by experience, by theories, by archaeologists. Science will fail you in trying to understand God. That is why don't let anybody use the Bible to explain the creation of the earth to you. The Bible is not about creation story. 
Genesis 1, people say the earth is 6,000, the earth is 3,000. No, that's, Moses was not giving us background story. Moses was teaching us, giving us Christ. People say the earth is 6,000. No, let science explain how many, how long the earth is to us. And let us see Christ from the scripture. Do you understand? When you want to see Christ, don't go and be, when you want to read the Bible, don't go and be looking for history. And be looking at how old the earth is. Uh, people now say, between Genesis 2 to Genesis 3, there is, there is one gap. <laughs> when the Bible says, the, 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 ah, see, tell them. Okay. <laughs> the scriptures of the Bible is in Christ. That's why John 5, verse 39 says, Search the scripture. For then you think you have it. For they are they which testify me. So if you want to know how old the earth is, go and Google it. Don't go and use the Bible to say, The earth is, the Bible is 6,000. So the earth is, then you will be confused. Are you getting me? So Jesus was telling Peter, Say, Flesh and blood, your senses, science will fail you. You cannot use Microsoft, uh, I say Microsoft, microscope to detect the spirit of God within you. They will fail. <laughs> you can't. You, <laughs> imagine they caught you now, you say, let me look for the spirit. Let me be looking. <laughs> Where the spirit is here, you won't find it. <laughs> but we know by faith that the spirit is within. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God! Somebody say, <laughs> the spiritual man is mad. <laughs> so that is why in Ephesians 1, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. To know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So revelation knowledge is not offered in college. You can't take it as a class. <laughs> revelation knowledge, you can't study it in school. <laughs> revelation knowledge is only offered by the scriptures, by the Holy Ghost. And it is done by the written word. So that's why you will see in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to 10. 1 Corinthians 2, 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 9 to 10. It says, But as it is written, eyes has not seen nor at ear head, nor at it entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Look at verse 10. For God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. So when we pray, as Paul did, eh? when we pray, as Paul did in Ephesians 1, what is revealed is available to our minds. So that is why when you pray that prayer in Ephesians 1, it leads you to go and study. 
you get a foothold of the scripture. You get the full grasp of what the scripture is saying. It is now available to your mind. You now see the mirror carefully as you see yourself in it. So when you see Jesus, you see yourself in him. That's why we pray prayer at times. We see ourselves as we see him. As we, we see him as we see ourselves in him. So it is only by looking at Jesus that your true identity can be made known to you. Your true identity is known by looking at Jesus. Your true identity is not that you are a Scorpio. It's not that you are a Libra. It's not that you are a Sanguine. It's not that you are a Sanclon or a Melancholy. Or you are an introvert or you are an extrovert. That is not. Or ambivalent. Oh, yeah, it's sap you special. I'll be sexual. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's now one that they are not saying. Oh, be you sexual. <laughs> that is Davido. I'm not in love with Davido. <laughs> That's the meaning. <laughs> they say, I can see that boy's trending on Twitter now. <laughs> because the album is coming soon. So they are not saying, What is your sex? <laughs> oh, be you sexual. <laughs> That's not my identity. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's starting to trend. The way you will soon see it. <laughs> you say, yeah, stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Aquarium. Aquarius or Aquarium, anyone. <laughs> Some people, their own, their, own, their, own, their own identities, all those people that used to sit them down and say, Apaya, fire, retire, defy, and see fire, and fire, and everything go to a fire. That's what they like. That's not your identity. Your identity is not what you think. You don't think your identity. Your identity is known by Christ. It's known by looking at Jesus. So as a believer, quit saying, I know myself. You don't know yourself. <laughs> I know myself. I know myself. Me, I can do this. You don't know yourself. Go and check yourself well. You will know what you can do. You know, you know, you, that is pride, right? That is pride of I know myself. I, I know myself. I'm just. I'm just one gentle angel. If I, you know, I know myself. If I, if I start with you. If I, if I, you, you, you say we will be proud. You know, I say tell him, tell him, tell him now, tell him why am I? Tell him. I just don't want to show myself. You know, some people say, I just don't want to show myself. I don't want to show myself. I don't talk to you. I don't want to show myself. You don't know yourself. Yourself is looking at that mirror. Who is Christ? We find our identity from there. Are you getting this? What every believer needs to know is that they don't know themselves by thinking. They know themselves by looking at the world. That was why Paul can successfully look at himself and say, the blood of no one is in my hands. He knew he was forgiven. He knew he has been made righteous. He knew that those things doesn't count against him anymore. He knew it. He knew it. So you don't defy yourself by your past. You don't say, oh, I have been a drug addict. Oh, I have been a porn addict. Oh, I have been a, I have been a, I have been a, a cigarette addict. Oh, I have been a, I have been a, I have been, I have been an anger, I have anger issues. 
Oh, I need to be rehabilitated. Oh, I have a temperamental issues. Oh, 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 I'm a curious. Oh, 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 I don't know how to relate with people. Oh, oh, me, I'm a mad person. <laughs> I'm mad though. Tell this person. Tell her I'm not okay. I'm not even pride in that. That's not your reality. Your reality is found in Christ. The very day you got born again, that identity, that old dead nation was gone. So quit seeing yourself in that nation. Quit seeing yourself as somebody that needs to be fixed. You are helped by God upon salvation. Stop saying, I will fix it. I will fix this area. No, you are helped by God. You are helped by God. I'm helped by God. I'm helped by God. I don't have anger issues. I'm not temperamental. My identity is known by Christ. Glory to God. So what every believer needs to know is that one thing every believer needs to know is that I don't know myself by thinking. So do you know yourself now? You know yourself in Christ. So when they ask you, who are you? I'm a man in Christ. Aya. Aya. Who are you? I'm a man in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, you don't know yourself by looking at movies. You don't know yourself by looking at Telemundos. You don't know yourself by Korean movie. You don't know yourself by admiring Gujopio. You don't know. <laughs> 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 you know, some people watch movies and they get inspirations from them. That is not that will not be your own inspiration. You only watch movies and get that thing and move on. A movie will not be teaching you who you are in Christ. You know, some people watch movies and they, they are just inspired. Once you just enter the house, ah, this is where I will start being from today. They now start putting their glasses to their nose. <laughs> Where did they see it? They saw it in one, one, one movie. Their walking step changed. Where did they see it? They saw it in one movie. They are dressed. You know, human being is a product of influence. You watch it somewhere. You saw it somewhere. You don't follow bad examples. You follow and model people who have molded Christ. Oh, sure. See, let me tell you. The born again spirit know what is good. Your born again spirit know what is good. You just want to overthrow it. When you dress, your born again spirit know that what you are wearing is wrong. But you just kill it and say we are under grace. <laughs> if you are laughing because it's true. See, let me tell you the truth. Even when you even when you dress and you and you check yourself very well, and you know that I, I do not even dress revealing, and your spirit is still telling you, check this thing, check it. Don't kill it. Your born again spirit know what is good. A believer is known in his identity in Christ. So when you look at Christ, you are looking at you. Say, when I look at Christ, I'm looking at myself. When I look at my at Christ, no, you're not saying it like me. Say, when I look at Christ, I'm looking at myself. Was Christ angry? No. Was Christ demonic? No. Was Christ a talkative? No. 
Was Christ is sanguine? <laughs> Are you getting this? Are you getting this? So when you look at Christ, you are looking at yourself. So, that is why it says that the communication of our faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. So, look at John 14. Look at John 14. Look at John 14. Look at John 14. So your sins are forgiven. Say, my sins are forgiven. God doesn't remember my sins anymore. Ayah, glory to God. <laughs> Look at First Corinthians. John. John 14, verse 2 to 3. John 14, verse 2 to 3. He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be. And where I am, you may be also. I explained this to you in our last teaching meeting. Do you remember? Yes. In the believer yeah. the ministry. Now, the word mansion there is not referring to buildings. It's not referring to estates. The word mansion there is from the Greek word meno. It means a place of being. Meno. M-E-N-O. Meno. What about Meno. <laughs> Muner. Sorry. Muner. Sorry, it's not Meno. Muner. Sorry. Exactly. Muner. M-O-N-E. Muner. Sorry, sorry. Give her a round of applause. Good students. Good students. It refers to a place of being where you are. Where you are. Where you are. Your dwelling place. So, based on the misinformation that many people have had, they've thought mansions to be estates. They've thought that your estate in heaven. <laughs> that you have one house you are constructing. <laughs> the fact that you have one house you are constructing in heaven. <laughs> you know the funniest thing? So they, they, they've, turned, they've turned our God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to a construction company worker. That God is just dead. They just feel like God, the Bible says God is seated. Far above principalities Emphasis on seated. So we will say God went to heaven. <laughs> and it's just it's just building and building. Then I said, then I said after 2000, it's still not done. That's to tell you the, the way the building is. <laughs> you know, even if we think about it, if God was like that, you know, the house of Jesus on earth, when he was on earth, you know it would have been fine, it would have given us a taste, you know, to think logically. He would have given us a taste of what we were experiencing in heaven. If he was to show the father, right? The, even look at it constructed um, dramatically. Can you have a mansion in a house? No, you 
So Paul mentioned buildings. Now I want to explain that buildings for you. That buildings, right? Look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. Paul mentioned buildings in heaven, but I want to explain that buildings for you. So that you would you would change your mind. What every believer needs to know is that there is no somewhere that they are building something. Look at I want to explain something to you, and this will touch you. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. Second Corinthians 5 verse 1. Pay attention. See, it says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, an house not made with hands, internal in the heavens. Look at verse 2. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Look at verse 3. If so be that be clothed, we shall not be found naked. Look at verse 34. You get it well. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not that we do not be unclothed, but clothed upon the mortality must swallow up life. Look at verse 5. But now he has wrought us, for the same thing is God, which also has given us the earnest of his spirit. Now, what building is he talking about? In this second Corinthians five verse one. No. We have an earthly house of this tabernacle. For if we for we know that we have an earthly house of this tabernacle, we are dissolved the building of God and are not made with ends in Tana in heaven. This is the building, your body. Your body is that building. Your body is that building. <laughs> your body is that building so that is why look at in verse 2 it says we groan endlessly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is in heaven so that is the incorruptible body that we will wear so the house in heaven or the mansion or the building is what the immortal life Are you getting this? The house that we said, or the buildings in heaven, or all of those things, it is our redeemed bodies that are the buildings in heaven. Our redeemed bodies, the glorified body, let me use that. The glorified one, the one that has no corruption. You know, the Bible says, an immortality. So, mortality shall swallow up immortality. That is, the glorified body will swallow up this, this normal body. Ayah. Ah, so what is in heaven? That is it. That's what we we'll put on. The redeemed body will swallow up this body of sin. Will swallow up this fleshly body. This body that can fall sick. This body that can be dissolved. You know when people die after a while they turn to sand. That's a dissolved body. But we now have a prized body. Ah, that is why. In 1 Corinthians 6, Paul said, you are bought with a price. What is that price? The blood of Jesus bought us. 
He says, so that is why he now called it your temple. Are you getting it now? He now says, your temple. Your temple is now the house of the living God. So what Moses was teaching in Exodus about the tabernacle, building me a temple, building me all of those things, he was trying to show them that your body is the temple. They just didn't get it. That God does not live in buildings made with hands. He lives inside a man, born again. So, people have just allowed the fantasy of heaven, one beauty, is just greed. It's greed because they are poor, they said they want to go and make money in heaven and enjoy life. That's what people thought. That's, that's, that's what people thought. Who think, let's quickly die, let's quickly die. So we're just going to be enjoying, we'll be eating free food, we'll be eating AC, no problem. We're just going to be living in the house and be sleeping, never we'll be resting. That's, that's, the, that's the mindset of people. That beauty is your body. Let's read the verse again so that you get it. Look at it. For we know that if our earthly... Who has the amplified? Okay, he says, For we know that if the earthly things, he now says, Our physical body, which is our house, is torn down through death, it will be dissolved through death. This body can still die. The reason why we die, our spirit is still awake when we die. This is another teaching for another time. When you die, your spirit is still alive. Your spirit does not die with you. It's only your body that dies. So I'm not teaching you that. Maybe next year we'll study spirit, soul, and body. In other words, we have the building of God, a house, not made with hands, internal in heaven. So what is it? The internal body, the glorified one. Look at it, verse 2. For indeed in this house, we groan, longing to be clothed with immortal, internal, celestial dwelling so that by putting it on we will, be, we will not be found naked you know we are still using you know it begins to make sense daily why when Adam sinned they said we are naked who knows I don't know I don't know I don't know yet I don't know yet if I know tomorrow I can tell you who knows probably we won't see our physical body clearly or we might not be conscious of it. Because the question God asked Adam was, who told you you are naked? You know, that gets me to think, who told you you are naked? And they just started wanting to cover their body. So that shows they have been somehow for a while and they didn't know till they sinned. So, as be- one thing you must know as believers, so we don't deviate from the point, is that, that, that time? <laughs> is that your body is that evil, that thing that God wanted to go and make? How are you getting this? Is that glorified body, and he has made it upon the resurrection. So when he comes back, or when the end of the world comes, <laughs> I don't know what we're putting it on. <laughs> I find that you don't say, oh yeah, let me wear my thing back. 
but it will, it will appear from your spirit. Oh, shit. Glory to God. I know I've just got some of you thinking now. So, there is no... So, look at something now. So, don't let fantasies rob you of the truths of who you are in Christ. Don't be fantasized with the heaven, all of those things. God made heaven and earth at once. In fact, let me explain. God made heaven and earth at once. Let me say it again. God made heaven and earth at once. A lot of people thought, <laughs> as this is the river and I cast of this back, and he said, some people thought that the Bible says, heaven is the Lord, and the earth is his full story, right? Now, in that say we should ask ourselves a question. He said, ask yourself, if you have a throne, will you put your throne, let's say, in, in Nigeria? Then you'll not be ruling from here, from America. Is it done that way? Or let's say the president of the United States begins to rule from Nigeria. His office is the president of the United States, but his office and where he's giving command is in Nigeria. Does it make sense? No, does it make sense? Okay. So he now said, the Bible says, heaven is his throne, the earth is his footstool. That's to tell you they are in the same place. Is controlling what happens in the earth is a physical manifestation of what has gone in heaven. So don't be mystified with heaven is in the sky. <laughs> so heaven death is here. Is that an attitude for another day? <laughs> it's just <laughs> so there is no addition to heaven and it. It's just man taking heaven back to his position. When you get back, we are just thinking, what happens is that, you know, the Bible says we are seated with him in heavenly places. And you are here. <laughs> Does it look like you are seated? <laughs> Check yourself. Does it look like the, the, the chair you are sitting look like heavenly seats, heavenly places? No. But that shows you are operating from the spiritual to the physical. So when you heal the sick, what, what authority are you operating from? From the spiritual, where you are, that is, you are somewhere. I call it the best of two worlds. Do you, go, do you get it? Do you get it? So, that is why in Hebrews 9, verse 24, Hebrews 9, verse 24, Hebrews 9, verse 24, Hebrews 9, verse 24, Jesus said, All power. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hebrews 9, verse 24. Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are figures of true, figures of the true, but into the heaven itself, now to appear into the presence of God for us. So people have misinterpreted that place and given their false visions and revelations of different things. <laughs> But God will save us, So, as a believer, what you must know, what you must know is that I function from heaven to earth. I function in two places. I am at work in heaven as much as I am at work in it. I am seated there. I am not trying to make heaven again. You don't try to make heaven as a believer. 
you made it the day you got born again. Glory to God. So those mysteries and those myths they've told us, work, work out your salvation. Philippians verse 2 to 2 to verse 12 or 13. Let's work out your salvation of you. You have to work it out. You will work it out. <laughs> the Bible says in verse 13, for it is God in you, which worketh in you to do ah. It is God who worketh in you. Glory to God. So you don't try to make heaven. What every believer needs to know is that you don't struggle to make make heaven. Don't even pray for it. Father, I pray that we'll make heaven at the end. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> We've made it in Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. We've made it in Christ. We made it in Christ. So we are seated there now and forever. Hallelujah. What every believer needs to know is that when we look at Jesus, we look at ourselves. Where is Christ? Is he never right? Is he never right? And he's in you, right? So where are you? You are in Christ and you are in him. So he says he's seated far above principalities and power. Where are you seated? Far above principalities and power. So somebody can ask you how far? Far above principalities and power. <laughs> Glory, to Glory to God. You know, I did it for somebody one time. Say, ah, guy, calm down. <laughs> we don't say you know Bible. <laughs> how far? Far above principalities and power. How is everything beautiful in all situations? Okay. <laughs> how is everything going? Beautiful in our situations. What's going on? The power of God is working. <laughs> Are you getting me? That's your reality. That's your identity. What every believer needs to know. What you must know. What you must know. What you must know. What you must know. So, if you read in that. John 14. Let's go back to John 14, verse 5 to 6. John 14, verse 5 to 6. I'll try and close up from here. John 14, verse 5 to 6. We'll continue it next week. John 14, verse 5 to 6. 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 It says, Thomas said unto the woman, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. So, you look at the Father, or you look at Jesus as the way. Look at John 14, verse 10. Believe thou that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The works I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father sees me. Or else, believe me for the very works sake. Look at verse 16. And I pray the Father, he shall send thee another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Look at verse 17. And the spirit of truth whom the word sees, because he seeth him, not neither doeth him, but ye know him, and he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. Look at verse 20. At that day, I think I've explained the word day to you before, right? At that day, ye shall know that I am in the Father, 
and ye in me and I in you. Ah, look at identification realities. Look at verse 23. Jesus does say, If a man love me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. So the fact speaks for itself. He will return his spirit. He will make an abode in the believer. So the believer is one with Christ Jesus. The believer is one with the Father. This is not to happen at rapture. <laughs> the believer will not be one with the Father at rapture. The believer is already one with the Father. The believer is already one with the Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we'll stop here today. So what every believer needs to know is that you are one with the Father. You don't seek and pray to make heaven. You have been forgiven. Your sins has been forgiven. This fact has to sink in your head. This fact has to sink in your consciousness. Don't say, I know myself. <laughs> say, you don't know yourself. <laughs> I see myself as the Father sees me. I like that song. I see myself just as he sees me. I think of him just as he thinks of me. Lord, your word. My evidence. Yeah, so that, 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 that should be your reality. That should be your reality. The word of God is my reality. The word of God is my reality. The word of God is my reality. I am what the word says I am. I am what the word says I can do. I am what the word says I can do. I am what the word says I can do. I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. Understand this reality. You don't struggle through life. You don't need to be fixed. You don't. You don't. You don't have. Think of one bad thing that is, that people have labored than you are. <laughs> Tell the person, it's not me. No, nah, not, not me. me. Not me. Not me. Not me. No, I am what the word says. I am. I am what the word says. I am born of God. I am born. I am born of God. 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 I know the I know who I am. I know I know who I am. I see myself just as he sees me. Glory to God. That is who you are. You must learn to let this consciousness seek in you. Just lift your hands and just bless him. Woo! Lift your hands and just bless him. 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 Oh, Shasta Sasabra got the fracas By his spirit we are new. By his spirit 